there comes a time in everybody's life when you got to make the old standby. You know what I'm saying? What we're going to be talking about here is peanut butter and jelly. Not the peanut butter, but just the jelly and a little bit of jam. Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. All right, everybody, we are a listener-supported show, so check us out at Patreon to get extra episodes a month. If you pay for a year in advance, you get 10% off and other benefits. Uh, we have Teespring for t-shirts and other fun stuff, and we also have a Amazon list. And in that Amazon list is all the products that we use. It'll give us a portion of the profits for Amazon, and there's a whole section on food preserving. So these are all products that we've used. So check that out and help support the show. So we can keep making gardening content for you. Okay. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Jams and jellies. This is the only time that I have not regretted coming into an episode hungry. Because you know what I'm going to make once we get done here. They all stand by? Yep. Uh-huh. Hey, look. Nothing better than peanut butter and jelly with just some plain potato chips. Damn. Good God almighty. Let's oh, do this. I ain't said all of that, but, you know. All right. So let's read the excerpt from our friends at the National Center of for Home Food Preservation for Jam and Jelly. Um, preservation with the use of honey or sugar was well known to the earliest cultures. Fruits kept in honey were commonplace. In ancient Greece, uh, I think it's Kent's, Quince was mixed with honey, dried somewhat, and packed tightly into jars. And the Romans improved on the method by cooking the quince and honey, producing a solid texture. The same fervor of trading with India and the Orient that brought pickled foods to Europe brought sugar cane. And in northern climates, that too... That in normal, normal, in northern climates that do not have enough sunlight to successfully dry fruits, housewives learn to make preserves heating with fruit and sugar. So I think right now, when this episode is coming out, is the perfect time for this episode. It makes you warm and and, and it's like warm and cuddly. Yeah, you know. One of the first things that I preserve that's in the jam family, jam jelly family, and it's a stretch. It's um, it was kind of this peach kind of like preserve. I, I know there are technical definitions of what what makes a jelly versus a a jam, and I'm talking about preserves, but it's. It was described as very good on things like turkey sandwiches. Um, I actually used it with oatmeal. And there's just something that's nostalgic about kind of your jams and your jellies. Um, I bought, obviously, the peaches. I don't have any fruit trees. Um, but that's actually one of the things I've been meaning to come back around to on our episodes, where we're obviously hoping that you'll preserve during, using some of these methods with the things you've grown. But that's not the only way that, you know, you can preserve. Yeah. You know, buying some of these things, especially we're probably in the Midwest, right at the very end of like our um, farmers markets, you know, so I'm saying collect some of those fruits and and let's get down. For sure. I mean, you don't have to grow it. You can go and buy like 
the reason why I say right now is if you go to the grocery store and the the fruit is on sale, that's mm-hmm. the peak mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Buy a bunch of it and start practicing because do you know the difference between jelly and jam? Uh, I'll, it'll sound familiar once you read it to me. Go ahead. <laughs> so jelly is um, basically the strained fruit juices. Jam mm-hmm. is mashed fruit made into what we jar, we can. So I've actually never made jelly. I've only made mm-hmm. jam. I've never strained anything. Um, seems I'm just not interested in it. And I guess the reason why is because I feel like you're removing all of that fiber that comes with the fruit. So we've never, mm-hmm. and it's just an extra step. It's not necessary. So that's the difference. So in my space, we do jams. We don't do jelly. You? Yeah, I was, um, I actually prefer jelly store bought. If I'm, if I'm buying it from the store, I prefer jelly. Just it spreads easy, more easily. Yeah. Um, so something like, you know, the old standby, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, I can get down with some toast and some jam. Um, so I was looking it up and it's um, definitely is what I thought. Like fruit is inside of jam where jelly is like just the, the like the um, it's a consistent substance all the way through. Yeah. But then I was like, what, what about preserves? So it looks like it's fruit comes in the form of chunks in a gel or syrup, which is a whole different ball game. So we're not going to get into that. No, no, we're not going to get into a little that. nervous. But it's important to know that when you're making these, you also need to have pectin. Mm-hmm. And you can buy pectin at the, at the, um, any grocery store. They usually have them. Um, typically, they're going to be hidden. I will say that. But you have to get the pectin. And you can get, um, I believe the pink box is for making like sugar-free, like not with mm-hmm. actual sugar, but using another sweetener. And then... The other colored box, so I guess you can tell what we usually make, um, is for making it with sugar. And we actually do both. We've teetered on both. Um, We actually made sugar-free, I'm going to call it what it is now, jam a couple years ago. And it was we got the pectin measurement wrong, and it came out, um, you could pour it onto your sandwich. Uh, So you have to make sure you're getting the the recipe right using the correct amount of pectin. But... But Go ahead. One of the big, and I've not made, um, I've, I've been meaning to make kind of like a, um, a spicy, like a jalapeno pepper jelly mm-hmm. is what I'm pretty sure the recipe is, but just never gotten around to it. I'm pretty sure I have some pectin in my kind of preserving, um, basket, but one of the big things I believe one of the big benefits, if you are doing this is you get to control how much sugar, um, is in whatever you're making, right? Like I'm sure the recipe calls for a certain thing, but you guys have told me that you guys have made like low sugar jellies or whatever, right? Yeah. We typically, now we make low sugar jellies instead of the sugar free jams, excuse mm-hmm. me, jams. Let me get right. Um, and we make pepper jelly, pepper jam. Um, we make typically what we make in our house every year is we make pepper jam, um, strawberry jam, blueberry jam, and um, ground cherry jam. We'll make that every year. And now mm-hmm. moving forward, um, if everything goes right, we're going to start making peach jam as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of that, and that way we can enjoy it throughout the year. I mean, dude, I have a, a young child. He eats peanut butter and jelly. He'd eat it every day if he could. 
<laughs> as he should yeah as he should oh, oh you're gonna make um, peanut butter with the peanut sugar on this year oh that's probably not fair i'm sorry we'll find out soon now won't we <laughs> um so go ahead so if you didn't make your own jams how often do you think you'd consume in your household jams like you basically need to buy it from the store we probably right? wouldn't consume that much Mm-hmm. We definitely mm-hmm. consume a lot more, but we don't feel bad about it because one, it's lower sugar and two, it's readily available now. And mm-hmm. we do the method where we actually go out to a local farm and we pick our, we'll, we'll go every spring we go and we pick all of the uh, strawberries at as a strawberry mm-hmm. you pick farm and said, so we'll pick that. And then at the same farm, they also have blueberries, but they don't have them where you can pick them, but you can buy them directly from the farm. So we'll buy those two in bulk. And when we go in there, they're like, all right, here's your one container. And I'm like, lady, I need like 10 containers. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. I'm like, well, this is how we make all of our jams for the year. And we move in that direction. So, yeah, it's on my longer list because this is like it's. This is where the truth comes in. Your peach tree this year produced enough for you to make. I imagine a good amount of jam if you wanted to make jam out of those peaches, right? Yeah, I didn't have time because I was um, I was learning how to when they were ripe and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I picked them. I let them sit on the counter, and then they started going quick. So I ended up just canning them as half, mm-hmm. you know, whole peaches. But yeah. moving forward, now that we know, we are going to incorporate that into it. And we're going to make um, jams. We're also going to make like peach pie fillings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then canned peaches. But I'm really big in my food preservation to where I try to can it. You know, for instance, we want to make peach pie. We can can the peach mm-hmm. and then just make the filling afterwards. So, you know, we don't really know what direction we want to go in, but, you know, it was a first year and it was a, it was a good harvest. I think we got like, I can't remember what the total was. It's like 50 peaches or something off this little tree. The reason why I bring it up is a lot of us are not growing enough of the thing to really make a, a big or even a small batch preserving of jams or jellies, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't make it. So what I was saying, it's on my longer list, is to go to some of those kind of pick your own, you know, um, fruit where you can get like bushels and bushels or however they serve it. I don't know. I don't know what you're putting it in when you're picking it, Um, but it gives you an opportunity to still control kind of what you're consuming, you know, and obviously you, do a little bit of research, make sure it's a place that you feel like you trust um, that's growing. And again, you still get the benefit of filling your pantry with things that were locally grown, right? You know, and then basically cared for and, and preserved in your home. So I think that's a huge win. And it allows you to, uh, for those of us that have smaller spaces, it allows you to still benefit from whatever that jam or jelly is or any of these ways that we're preserving you know the first time that I preserved peaches I did exactly I think I did like a bourbon peach um, sauce and so it was it's meant more to be like topped with ice cream you know top put on top of some cake or something like that but I did like some pears as well like just the the half pears and the reason why I like 
canning things in that way is you can decide once you open the can what you're going to do with it. Yeah. You know, so, oh, that reminds me. But you can also do different. You can also do use jams in multiple ways, too. I mean, we use them, obviously, for peanut butter Mm -hmm. and jelly, for breakfast foods, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But we use it for baking. We use, you know, put it in yogurt. So we'll buy like a plain yogurt and then add our own jams Mm -hmm. to it. Stuff like that. So there's multiple ways to use it. And I think when you have more of it around, you learn how to use more of it because, you know, getting the quantity that you need is tough. And I'm going to give you a website right now. It's called pickyourown.org. Maybe Mm .com. I'm pretty sure it's .org. And it'll give you, there's on this website, it tells you how to can just about everything. And then it also tells you where in your area there's farms that you can do this so i've mentioned in the previous episodes that we do um we used to go apple picking so we would make Mm -hmm. apple jam we would make um applesauce apple butter Mm -hmm. all that stuff and that was really our first dive into jam because we would get you know three four bushels of apples and that's what we would cook or you know use so it's a big difference moving and you know going and picking your own versus trying to grow now if you're blessed enough to have a fruit tree in your yard that really produces Mm -hmm. then i mean it's just the world is your oyster at that time yeah but i think jams are really important because it gives you something sweet out of your garden you're taking something that's already sweet you're making a little bit sweeter Mm -hmm. and you can use it for multiple ways and if you ever get to making your own ice cream you can add jam into it Ooh, it's good stuff it's really hard saying jam and not jelly too. Oh, we were at at uh, my family home years and years ago. Was it maybe it was it was a summer holiday? I think, and a relative brought over an ice cream maker, and it it might as well have been like Walt Disney World, you know, yeah. <laughs> on our front porch. As you know, you watch this thing go. Um, I've, I've not thought about that in the longest time. The only thing we were missing clearly was some jam. Yeah. And I, this is when we make jam, I actually get my son involved. Um, he's eight years old. And what you do <clears throat> is you get your fruits and then you basically cook them down and then mm-hmm. you have to mash them. So I get my son involved. I'm like, here, here, mash it, mash it, mash it. And then you mash it and then you mix it with the pectin. And then the trick is once you start mixing, once it gets to a boil and the pectin goes in, you continue to you stir it constantly. Mm-hmm. The whole time. And we do it, for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's for um, one minute. You start constantly while dripping the pectin and the sugar in and stuff like that. And then once it does that, you you jar it and then you start to can it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good... And this is another reason why um, water bathing will never go away in our family. No matter what, mm-hmm. we will always water bath something because this is a water bathing rest. I'm sure you can pressure mm-hmm. can it, but... There's really no reason to because the fruit yeah. has the acidity and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a um, it's a great treat, you know, for these. And I think what do we call them? The jelly jars. Right. So when it comes to the jars you're using to um, to preserve these, they're generally made in smaller servings, you know, so it's um, nice to be able to control how much you're eating, meaning like you don't have like a, a quart open of jelly or jam. Also makes great treats for, you know, to give to your neighbors, to give to your family, you know, the holidays. I know that they're in holiday baskets that you guys give. Yeah. Um, you know, Why are so you talking down to me? 
What? We don't can, so we don't use a- jelly jars. We use the big jars. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> uh, I guess I guess a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. Yeah. Well, we so as a matter of fact, we actually don't use the jelly jars at all. We use um, the pint jars for our jams, mm-hmm. and then I guess it's the half pint. You know the short ones. We use those for our pepper mm-hmm. jams and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Like our hot pepper jams, we'll use that yeah. as well because you don't want to have a whole bunch of that opened up laying around. Yeah. So we don't even use the jam jars at all. And I've always looked at them like, you know what, I should try and use these, but I don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, I think this yeah. is a good way, and I think for a lot of people, this is a good introduction point into canning. Mm. Wouldn't you say? No, I disagree. You disagree. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I know yeah. a guy. I saw it in your face. I saw. I it saw it in your face. You're like, uh, yeah. It was disappointment. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, but again, that and that's okay. Um, I I do think that it's kind of like it's it's a part of baking. You know, baking is always a bit more difficult than cooking Damn for right many, right? Um, and so that's the reason why I say, oh, maybe not. You know, like does it set? I think that's probably the biggest thing with jellies and jams. Like, did did it set? Yeah. Right? Did you follow the instructions correctly? I do think if I if want to go back to um, something that you'll continue to disagree with me on. Um, so this is a trick, especially being new to preserving and, and batches and things. I tend to give people that have only tried, like if I'm giving something to someone for a first time, I tend to give them a smaller serving and it's kind of like, oh, if they really like it, then they'll mention it to me. Yeah. And then I know versus giving them, you know, a big jar of a thing that, you know, may go to waste. Um, so that's just a trick that I have um, and that I use. And if my friend that's listening, I gave her some salsa yesterday. That's why I gave you that one jar. So I need to make sure that you really loved it. She's gonna be like, she I love it last give year. Me more. It's your recipe, so yeah. Uh, Thanks again for that. And I think the big thing too is, for us, it's like <clears throat> at Christmas time we give it out, and I think as we get older, we get more mm-hmm. accepting of stuff like that. You know, when I was younger and somebody gave me a jar of jam, I'd be like, <laughs> it's the equivalent of again? like getting socks. Yeah, yeah, but now it's like, you know, we give them to our family and, and they thoroughly enjoy it because it's mm-hmm. a totally different treat, you yeah. know, and you can get creative with your recipes. Uh, the ball canning cookbooks. Um, I have the second volume and um, Miss Batavia has the first volume. And the first mm-hmm. volume has your basic standard recipes is which what I crave. And the second mm-hmm. volume and I'm, I, there's more volumes to it. But the second volume has like a lot of different flavors and recipes and combinations. You mm-hmm. can put like adding herbs and rosemaries and mm-hmm. lemons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, you can get creative with it, too. And you can truly make something unique that, you know, you never have. Now, the difference is like last year I made blueberry lemon jam. And I knew you were going to say that. I could actually taste it as you, you when you mentioned lemons. I made um, yeah. 25 jars of it. Mm-hmm. And we still have a couple left. And my wife, this year, when we went to make, she's like, I don't want that crap this year. And I'm <laughs> like, okay. It wasn't bad. I didn't mind it at all. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. she wanted something sweet. So it's just yeah. something to notice. So that like, was a little bit tart. Yeah, yeah, because this isn't really something that you can necessarily make small batches of. It gets, mm-hmm. when you start mm-hmm. doing the combination of pectin and sugar, it gets very complicated to kind of like, you know. Half the recipe. Not even or half, whatever, like yeah. quarter it or, you know, make mm-hmm. one jar or something. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend, I was talking to him. He doesn't even garden, I don't think, but he lived in Florida and his neighbor had a bunch of fruit cheese. And every time I called him for like two months, I was, what are you doing? So I'm making jam. I'm like, why the hell are you always <laughs> making jam? Like every day. And he's like, man, it's relaxing. He's like, I yeah. just like it. Man, he had so much jam. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. So, and I want to say this too. Of all of these things, I really find the history behind this stuff interesting too. It's uh, it fascinates me that you know like Greece started with honey, and using dried fruits and stuff like that. Like it's very interesting to me like how these things kind of came about, because you can kind of see the uses for it in the future. Now, what I would really like to know, and maybe I should do some more research, is how they used all of these things in their cooking in their daily life afterwards. You know, did you just yeah. eat a handful of jam? um in our you should grow series we you know there's always a tidbit of like you know two thousand years ago this was you know this is what this originally was used for um and for these episodes i'm really curious about the evolution so we're sharing bits about kind of where it began but we know a lot in a lot of cases where it began is not quite where we are or how we manage it today and so i'm just curious about the evolution of some of these preserving methods and how i've made a note for myself to look into that how will they end up in the future I know how one oh. way is. In Soylent Green, she was eating a spoonful of jam and it was $500 a jar. Just saying. Every time you say it, it's it's more and more expensive. That was the mind blown for the people <laughs> that are watching the video. That's what that was. Um, yeah, man. Shh. All right. The next mini series is going to be our predictions for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't hold your breath on that one, but we'll see. All right, everybody. Support us if you'd like. But more importantly, go to the grocery store and get some extra stuff and make some jam. Seriously, try it out and get creative with the fruits. And until next time. Make some jelly, if not jam. And then see ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.